0: Uh, okay.
1: Okay. The Halloween horror cast.
0: Which is a shockingly horror
1: hard word to say. For cast. Forror cast?
2: I'll know. stop now.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Justice League Dark, you mentioned in an email that uh, you're quite a fan of it.
1: I am quite a fan of it.
0: I've got two issues on here if we need visual aids.
1: Um but I thought we were doing that in the next
0: Oh, I thought it was gonna be the same thing.
1: Let's talk about it, sure.
2: Yeah. We can But I don't again. think
1: there's really so much horror going on in that, so much as um just supernatural stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I did like the first issue where the Entire Justice League came in, like, we're gonna solve this problem and um, got their butts kicked. Yeah, like, oh no, the <laughs> problem's solving us, retreat, <laughs> retreat. And um, then they knew it was time to kind of call in the other Justice League, yeah, or these losers. Uh. Oh, come on.
0: I guess Constantine is like a lifetime loser
1: And Shade the Changing Man
0: Actually, speaking of things that are hard to pronounce It's actually Constantine Which I will never, ever Yeah, let's properly. not say that,
1: no um, So you said something about Talking, wanting to talk about What makes scary comics scary Yeah So how about you do that?
0: Oh, it was a question. Yes,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: it was a suggestion. Yeah, it's an attempt to prompt a response.
0: Well, it's uh, I'm not quite sure because it's like the movies being scary is very simple because um, you control like you know the audio and the video. You can use creepy sounds and like a five-point-one surround system and really creep someone out like just because without any, without any other help. But with comics, it's an imagination thing. Yeah. Like, we used to fill in the blanks, even though... I mean, there's pictures on the page, which kind of grounded in a certain type of reality. But you have to fill in the blanks yourself. So the best way to do horror in comics is to kind of suggest something. As opposed to... Like, I don't know if you could actually make a good slasher. Like, like a Freddy Krueger or, I don't know, Saw. Like, I feel like that wouldn't be very scary. It'd be gross.
1: Well, I think you could make one that... Is about the other Definition of horror Mm. Which is Something that's Horrifying Like Something that's not Scary But Well for example The human centipede Mm. I don't think anyone's Gonna talk I think It got the recognition It did And it got the The widespread Publicity it did Yeah Because it came up with one legitimately horrifying concept. Yeah. Like no one made it through the trailer of that without one remembering it. Yeah. And two being shocked and and feeling revulsion.
0: It's a slight sidebar, but you mentioned like the artistic merit. Apparently the sequel is this crazy meta thing about a guy who saw the first movie and wants to recreate it and like he actually gets an actress from the first movie and something for his thing. And it sounds almost... I was going to say like it curled up its own butt, but that's horrible. Uh, but that's basically what happened to this series.
1: Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and spoil it, because I read the movie. Spoiler. Yeah. It just does a whole bunch of gross-out gags. Like, things of, what is the most cruel, disgusting things that we can show on film? Yeah. And then it turns out that it was all the guy's, like, dream. Seriously? While he was watching the first Saw. Not Saw. Centipede. Or <laughs> possibly an interview from with the actress. But yeah, it was just all in the guy's oh, head, and that's in the end.
0: <laughs> like, I'm actually disappointed that I had no interest in seeing that movie. <laughs> But uh, that does make me wonder. So, but
1: Okay, horror, but it, it didn't yeah. get the widespread attention that the first one did, simply because at this point, you adjust to the concept. Yeah. And...
0: You're desensitized a little yeah. bit. Yeah.
1: It doesn't give you that shock of, what are they doing? <laughs>
0: like, why would you think this up? Like, what is your problem?
1: Also, if you read through the synopsis, it doesn't... It just doesn't have the same impact as the first one. The first one is about... I have seen neither. But <laughs> I've read the the summaries and the spoilers for both. The first one's about one really disgusting concept and whether or not these people are going to get away or whether it's going to happen. Yeah. You know? And the second one is just one really disgusting concept. There's more people... And then also something else disgusting happens, and then this horrible thing happens, and then, like, this awful thing happens, and then it's the end of the movie. Oh, it's all a dream.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. So what's, I think, kind of related is, like, horror and comedy, in a way? Like, sometimes scary things will make you laugh really hard. Mm -hmm. Have you ever, like, if you're watching a movie, and someone jumps out and cuts someone else's head off in one stroke, like, a lot of people's first instinct will be, like, a... A bark laugh. Yeah. But at the same time, like, that's also a really scary concept. Maybe not that specific example. Yeah. But in certain situations, like, it'll be a really scary concept that, unless it's like a, entertained reaction. Like, what do you think? Is that weird? Like, I don't know.
1: I think it's not, like, cutting off someone's head can be scary, or it can be funny, depending yeah. on, how you do it, like, if you see them turning around and, like, the cut, and then later someone else finds the head, that can be scary. Yeah. But if you see them cutting off the head, and the head, like, bounces on the ground... Yeah. ...that's funny, because it's this sick thing that happens, and then... Bounce, bounce, bounce! Like, <laughs> like it, it
0: tilts too far. It
1: brings in the mundane, practical problems.
0: Yeah, it's always it's always been. Uh, I I started noticing it this year in movie theaters. Actually, and watching a few things and hearing the audience laugh, and like I'm laughing along with them just because it's so surprising that like that's the only reaction that you can <laughs> do. You know, in movies like people scream when they go to see a movie, and like I've never heard that in real life. Like I've seen people jump. Yeah. But it's either jumping or laughing. There's never like an actual horror reaction.
1: You know, I kind of hate the jump reaction. Really? Or I hate what prompts it, yeah. which is generally something not just something jumps out at the screen mm-hmm. or on the screen and grabs the the person. It's that someone jumps in the screen and there's this massive blast of sound.
2: Yeah. So and that would
1: make anyone react. And in many of these movies, I'm not... It takes me out of the movie mm-hmm. because I'm not waiting to see what's going to happen. I'm, I know what's going to happen. All of a sudden, they're going to do this, you know, yeah. thing.
0: Which is a really good impression of that
1: <laughs> Thank you.
2: Yeah.
1: I can't tell if you're being sarcastic no, or not, I'm serious. but um all of a sudden they're gonna do that and that's gonna make me jump. Mm-hmm. And I don't like doing that. <laughs> so I'm just basically waiting for an unpleasant thing to happen to me. I'm yeah. not I'm not waiting for something to happen to see what happens to the character.
0: Mm. Do you watch you watch a lot of monster movies? Do you watch scary movies too?
1: Sometimes They're very rarely scary. The last movie yeah. that really scared me was The Sixth Sense. Wow. Just because they didn't do... It wasn't about the shocks. It was the fact that... And it wasn't really about anyone getting hurt. I don't think... The ghosts certainly didn't hurt anyone. Yeah. It was just this feeling that your house or your... Um, private moments or just going down the street could be interrupted by some something that you really don't understand and you can't control mm-hmm. you can't lock them out you can't make them stop they're just there
0: interesting I uh, I think the last movie that really scared me and which kind of probably led to a lot of those scary movies that I don't like at all was 28 Days Later like I thought, that was a really, really effective zombie movie.
1: Oh, that is—that's a, a good.
0: Yeah, and just because, like, I—it's a cliche now, but like the running zombies, and there are so many shots of like the empty uh, London,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that's uh, since turned into like one of my favorite images is just a giant empty metropolis.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I am Legend, the Will Smith movie, was like beautiful because of that stuff, but it's that feeling of both. Uh, I guess, loneliness, but also being surrounded by danger? Yeah. Think of like a candle in the darkness, you know?
1: It's a little... I think 28 Days Later also worked because it was a slow process of discovery. Yeah. And because it put a spin on that in that it was the entire world. Yeah. It wasn't... A few band, a band of survivors. I'm like, what's going on? I don't understand, kid. The dead have risen, or something. I don't know.
0: <laughs> There's no more room in hell. Yes. Yeah. I do. And love then one, like
1: one though. zombie, and then more zombies. It's him like roaming around, screaming for help, and then going into a place and realizing, like, this isn't right. These people are not acting right. Oh, and when he wakes so, up in the hospital, also, yeah. yeah. But when he, I think the first time he sees zombies, is when he goes into a church. Yeah. And there are just people lying there in the dark. Mm-hmm. And then people get up and you can just tell by their physicality that something's wrong. Yeah. And it is a little bit that um, crazy person on the street vibe.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Where, or yeah, where there's this person and they're acting out of out of step with even you know some people choose to act badly yeah. like screaming at other people on the street or or getting into fights or something and that can be scary but you understand they're sane yeah and then you have someone who legitimately has some kind of mental problem
2: mm-hmm.
1: and even though they could not be at all a threat to you. There's like something about them. that's like they don't even understand the norms of society. They're not choosing to break them. They don't understand them. It yeah.
0: doesn't occur to them. It's like the ultimate foreign body.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there's some like instinctive need to be careful around that. Mm-hmm. And you can tell from that moment, just from the way they look at them and the way they, they stand, that
0: it's not. There's like a the problem here. Zombies. Yeah. You know, it's not Michael Jackson. <laughs> I was uh this is actually I hadn't realized this, but my I,
1: mom actually got really mad at Michael Jackson in the Thriller video for scaring that girl. Really? Like, He's such a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> it was fake. He's <laughs> well, not but his yeah. character.
0: Yeah, no, I totally get it. <laughs> oh man. Uh Jeff Parker was on Twitter asking about um Like the apocalypse movies and like what you would actually do for like the past.
1: Die, I'm thinking.
0: Yeah, that was lose my glasses, stumble
1: around blind, and die. But
0: also, uh, hopefully
1: not in your. That'd be the best way to go. Honestly, I don't want to live through an apocalypse. What am I supposed to do afterwards? You could be like the queen of the Thunderdome. But I'm not going to be the queen (laughs) of the Thunderdome.
0: You could you can be anything you want.
1: No, I can't.
0: In the liberated future,
1: I can't be a blogger. There's not going to be an internet in the future. (laughs) There's but, not even going to be a printing press in the future. Yeah, that's gonna It's going to be, gonna be a long time before they rebuild society enough that I would be able to live the way I wanted to.
0: So you'd want to be cryogenically frozen and kind of waited out.
1: No, I'd want to just friggin' die. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but anyway, zombies. Yes,
1: yeah, zombies. Uh,
0: his question about zombies made me realize that like, I usually don't find zombies uh, scary or even funny and not in like a, oh that's not funny sort of way but just in like a, like this joke isn't making me laugh kind of way
1: well it's gotten to the point that you need something you need something alien like yeah. something you cannot control or can't understand
0: but with zombies like it's totally a logistic thing Logistics thing maybe this is way overthinking it but like the only zombie movies I really like are Dawn of the Dead Shaun of the Dead and 28 <laughs> Days Later
1: <laughs> it's just funny to hear them listed one after other yeah. like that
0: go on and my thing is that one dead bodies aren't strong two zombies are too stupid not to open up doors so it seems like you could just throw your deadbolt and wait like two weeks and all the zombies would go away like yeah I,
1: but there has to be
0: some kind of magic thing for me to buy zombies 500
1: zombies were piled up against your door pressing against it just their weight alone would bust it in. how
0: would they know I was in there
1: they know with special zombie senses.
0: Exactly. And once, like, the magic aspect comes in... But... They crawl out of their graves and are somehow still intact. And then yeah. they still have enough energy to get to my, ha- my place. And then break down my door. And then outfight me.
1: Well, in most cases, like, if you're quiet enough, they won't know you're there. But yeah. that kind of has its own spe- spookiness to it. Like, having mm-hmm. to be really, really quiet. Or a horde of monsters will kill you.
0: Yeah. But like it's
1: also you couldn't flush the toilet ever that is true scary in and of itself
0: (laughs) and suddenly zombies are believable again (laughs) but uh that might
1: be interesting though just have an entire movie set around people in like a cramped apartment just trying to be quiet all the time
0: yeah it could be interestingly claustrophobic
1: or it could also be really really boring
0: probably both but yeah, it's one of those things like for horror, I have a uh, there's like once it crosses a certain line and as near as I can tell that line is entirely arbitrary in every possible way. <laughs> like I just stop buying it. Uh Krueger and like Jason scared me as a kid, not so much as an adult, just because like Jason never runs for one thing, like I can get past that. Yeah. I don't know. It's I horror like is a hard sell.
1: How one um mm. advice thing for how to get away from Jason or really almost any of them mm-hmm. you just go stand in the middle of a field <laughs> just go stand there mm-hmm. they can't get to you if you they try you can just walk <laughs> around the field
0: <laughs> just dig a dig a moat
1: no it's not even you don't even have to do that you just see them and they don't run and mm-hmm. as long as you keep them in sight just back away from them
2: I, I mean, feel it's like going to
1: be an t- uncomfortable night, but yeah. eventually, you're going to be fine.
0: But by the time they catch you, you're they're going to be super pissed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you, so, do you have anything that really that'll ruin a horror movie for you? Like it's too far into scary to where you don't want to watch it anymore?
1: Um, I don't like sad. I'm Not really. A, so then that I can take scary, but I don't like you know kids dying or like families being killed in front of each other or something. Mhm. I just I like my escapist fiction to be escapist.
0: You want to be I don't want to uh, be depressed. Scared, not I want to be yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It's for me it's uh any kind of eye trauma. Even like oh, a finger yeah, near do an eyeball. I not like that. The uh only part of the twenty eight day or twenty eight weeks later, which was a terrible sequel they made to twenty eight days later.
1: Oh yeah, and it was basically Dawn of the Dead.
0: Yeah. And like right two down girls to the past the military. Yeah. The on high alert. It's like, what in the world? Come on. But there's a bit where someone gets her eyes gouged out and like the first movie made me flinch and like feel uneasy. This made me close my eyes and turn my head.
1: Oh you know what was a great horror movie? Mm. The Descent.
0: Oh yeah, you made yeah, we... me watch that, yeah. That was good.
1: That was good. And it did not have any of the really loud... It was a monster movie without any of the sudden really loud noises. In Mm -hmm. fact, the first reveal of the monster, no loud noise at all. It doesn't make a sound. You just see it randomly behind someone.
0: That was scary. Which is really cool. Have you seen uh, Attack the Block yet? No. Oh, it's...
1: On my Netflix queue, though.
0: Yeah, it's actually, like, as good as the hype says it is, which is really (laughs) nice.
1: (laughs) But I didn't get the impression that that was actually scary. It's. So much as it's kind of an action
0: movie with a monster. It's a mix because it's kind of an homage to, uh. Was it John Carpenter? Like 80s action and horror movies in a way?
1: Yeah, but those are more like action movies with monsters.
0: Like Predator was, but, um. What am I thinking of? Not gremlins, critters. Did you ever see those? They came on the Sci-Fi Channel like a billion oh, times. Yeah. Like those, I would say would be like horror action, where it's like a mix of the two. It's it's a lot like that, and the monster design in that was really good. Do you mind if I spoil what the monster looks like, or have you Go seen? Ahead. Go ahead so you see these monsters as these these big hulking black shapes with uh, glowing green eyes. And they're like comic book green, like Spawn or something. Mm -hmm. So it's this really, really cool visual, and they're just chasing after the characters, and it's like a really tense chase. And then they get close, and you realize that the eyes are actually the sides of their mouth, and they're just glowing green teeth. Yeah, like they're just blobs of black with teeth, and it's like just all danger which i thought was really cool like as far as a horror movie effect like it's new enough
1: and you can't go for the eyes
0: yeah exactly <laughs> you know, like there are so many issues with this thing and it's like you know just this big bear thing and one thing that horror movies when they're really good they get right is they take something kind of familiar and twist it so that it's not like you were saying yeah. about zombies being foreign uh foreign a terrible way to put that uh, zombies being the other is a much nicer way, the way I it's think Southern Alien European is alien. a good one Perfect.
1: without the sci-fi context
0: yeah uh, is like actually Alien is a good example because uh, the movie H.R. Geiger it, his alien design is full of things that will vaguely remind you of sex but it's a killing machine yeah and sometimes not even vaguely like if we're being honest but it's taking that familiar thing and making it off I think is what makes oh, scary movies or books or whatever like their best,
1: yeah, you know you were we started out discussing comics, and I've been yeah. trying to think what kind of comics would stay with you mm-hmm. and one um i think for one thing, I think the kind of comics that would be scary are like campfirey ghost stories, mm. only told in comic form because you know ghost stories they're like I don't understand how this happened or you know once a year and they're kind of filled with almosts Mm -hmm. like I saw this form in the window it came after me I ran back to my car and I drove away and that's it and so it's very much unknown Mm -hmm. and there's no real plot it's just taking something familiar like walking at night And making it, saying something could get you at any time, if you walk at night, if you go to this house, in your own bedroom, if you don't look in the closet. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And I heard one ghost story, like recently, that I think would translate as a good comic which was someone's just sleeping in their bed, and over a few nights, they see something in the corner of the room, like kind of in their closet,
2: mm-hmm.
1: standing there looking at them with red eyes. And that's scary, but yeah. you know, they wake up and it's gone. Next night, check the closet, nothing there. They go to sleep, it's there with red eyes, and this repeats, and then finally, this thing. One night when they're sleeping, they're aware that it's a dream. Mm -hmm. In the dream. But the thing comes out of the closet and starts coming towards them. And they're thinking, you have to wake up now. Wake up now. I know it's a dream, but wake up now. Yeah. And the thing is like, begins to smile at them and it's like, you haven't woken up yet. (laughs) And then the person, they like turn their head and they see... Kind of like one of their relatives that's dead Mm -hmm. Standing there and saying You have to wake up You really have to wake up Try harder to wake up If you don't wake up soon it's going to get you Wake up And then they wake up
2: Mm
1: -hmm. And that's the end of the story But it takes this really familiar concept And the thing that we all have to do I mean we all have to sleep Yeah And makes it into something that's... And really, we all
0: have nightmares as well. Yeah.
1: And makes it into something that's dangerous, and the threat is never resolved or even understood. Mm -hmm. And I think that would make a really good comic. Just have them... You could have their internal monologue, you could have the shadowy thing coming out towards them, Mm -hmm. and you could have them, like, have this fear confirmed by someone they know and it's never it's never done it's you can't find any way around it because you never really figure out what it was in to the know first the place yeah yeah so i think those kind of stories would make a good horror comic and an actual scary comic like mm-hmm. the read it and feel scared and then sleep with the light <laughs> on <laughs> Do you know uh,
0: Emily Carroll I think it's Emily M. Carroll Uh, She's a Cartoonist But she did a story Called His Face All Red Have you Mm -hmm. read this? Nope It is actually A really good uh, Ghost story That I'm going to ruin For everyone who's listening in Possibly you But uh, it just starts with Like a guy in a bar Sitting alone Looking at uh, Other people having fun And he's saying This man is not my brother And it's a few different pages He talks about his life Uh, What his brother is like And then he says You know But just last week I killed my brother And essentially uh, They went to the woods And something went down And his brother died And then a week later His brother comes back to town And it's just about how It's that creepy unsettling But still familiar thing
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Because it wears his brother's skin It looks just like his brother But like he knows That it's not his brother Because he killed his brother himself And hid the body Like it's done, mm-hmm. but it was a really, really effective creepy comic. In part because, like, she's really good at her job. You know, it's a really good-looking comic too. It's believable. Everything that's uh, like all the dialogue is really cool. I guess "cool" is not the right word, but there's effective Im- imagery and that sort of thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I don't know. I think that uh, like if you're doing horror comics, you really, really have to be good at your job.
2: Because
0: mm-hmm. if it's the least bit unbelievable, then no one's going to buy it. Yeah, like superheroes, it's supposed to be a little out there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But when you introduce, like, if you had your typical superheroine uh, physique in a horror comic, mm-hmm. it's not going to feel very scary.
1: Well, also, I like outlined a basic idea. Yeah and you outlined a similar idea if you come up with those elements again and again and again eventually it wears off
0: true but
1: like there's only so many times you can be scared by something yeah So, or something with common elements until it just becomes a pattern and then you know the pattern and then it's not scary so you have to be really inventive and find a new way to make these elements
0: yeah I think in the case of
1: and you can't do a series, because a series isn't scary. That is true. There's you can't a, have, like, one after... I'm sorry.
0: No, go ahead.
1: You can't have, like, one person after another, and then I went to the woods and I killed my brother, and then <laughs> my brother came back. Oh, I went to the woods and I killed my cat, and, you know.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that in the 70s, there were a bunch of horror comics, and, like, maybe after being generous there's maybe a a year of really good and scary stories for the ongoing series like Man-Thing Tomb of Dracula uh, Swamp Thing all the others Mm -hmm. and then it just became kind of like a guest of the week sort of thing Mm
1: -hmm. as they ran
0: out of stories to tell and started bringing in superheroes yeah and like at that point it goes from horror to action yeah and like that's sure there's a scary monster in it but it's not a scary story
1: you know 30 Days of Night Yeah, I thought that was a good concept for... I didn't... I haven't read the comic. Have you?
0: It was... uh, the art was really good. I think the story was better than the writing.
1: Does that make sense? The art, for me, is what made me think, no, I cannot read this. Because it was just... it looked like scribbles to me.
0: Yeah. It's something about... uh, so Ben Templesmith is the artist and something about his palette is I think really good for horror comics or horror mm-hmm. in general it's very dark but also has like this gross orangish red thing sort of going on so once I got past that point and uh, like his vampires looked really good for example like they looked g- scary and other enough to where mm-hmm. I could believe in them and like the concept was good enough that I read the first series and like bits and pieces of one of the next two or three but like they've done so many of those now that it's like, what's the point? Like, oh
1: no, vampires!
0: Yeah, like, oh no, it's a month of nighttime in the Arctic. What are we gonna do? You know, they had some X Filesy stuff in between now mm-hmm. and the new one. But so, did you see the movie? Yeah. What did you think of the movie?
1: I thought the concept was really good, and I thought the idea—you know—usually it's one vampire. We gotta hunt them. We're hunting, we learn the rules of vampires. Oh no, the rules have been overturned, or oh no, we had a setback and Yeah. Now we go on. But in thirty days of night it was just they're vampires. They're faster, they're stronger, they're immune to any of the elements, and they will search until they kill every single one <laughs> yeah. of you.
2: But like it not is search over. That hard. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But if they see you it's over, you're just dead. Mm-hmm. It's not, and so it's like this idea of, you know, it actually is kind of my zombie apocalypse. You all got to be really quiet in a room.
0: <laughs> and they made an entire movie out of it.
1: Yep, and I was not a big fan of it. So apparently, wasn't that good an idea. But just this concept of it's—it's it's not even a contest.
0: Yeah. Who would you? Do you have anyone who does? who you think does horror really well? Or even just like brief bursts of horror?
1: Stephen King does good
2: hmm.
1: horror concepts. If you read his his books, yeah. his short stories which I don't anymore because I can't afford the energy bill to keep my <laughs> lights running 24 hours a day. Yeah. like I, I am one of those that is, looks at a story and it's all like ha ha! How amusing Yeah. The concept of a closet monster oh, He put a new spin on that Closes it, puts it back on the shelf And that night is like Oh god, there's something in there
0: <laughs> That's interesting I liked Stephen King a lot when I was a kid But I kind of fell off the train in college uh, it was when. What was that movie? I'm
1: not, a ter- I'm not a big fan of his long books. Yeah. But his short stories where he's forced to just get to the scariest part and move on.
0: <laughs> I read The Stand in like four days in middle school. I was completely hooked. But there was. So he had a, or his accident, and then he wrote a book, and then they made a movie out of that book um, Dreamwalker, Dream Something, Dreamcatcher maybe?
1: Dreamcatcher.
0: Yeah, it, which was terrible. That was about where I fell off the Stephen King train
1: Well Okay I think it was A lot of Stephen King stuff Does not translate well To film Mm. Because When you do things like um, If you do What's the one where There are just globs and they eat up the world Oh Tommyknockers
0: was it Tommy, Was it the Tommy well, no. a, They land in airplanes. the airport. The
1: Langoliers.
0: Yes. Yeah yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, that is scary. When it's just like all I could see are were big clumps of darkness with mouths, mm-hmm. and they took the world and it wasn't there anymore. They started eating the world.
0: Oh my goodness! The screenshot I found cannot be for real.
1: And like that's scary. When you picture it, because it's someone in your head forcing you to picture something that can't really...
0: Yeah, like you can't picture You can't really
1: understand it. Yeah. But in a movie, you have to show big globs with teeth eating the world. And the world doesn't stop. It's just a black movie screen. Yeah. You know, you can see the darkness. It, it doesn't mean they're eating anything like and they just that just like can't translate to to movies or if right. someone like if you take in an alien like parasite and you go to the bathroom and like get really sick and it all comes out and now there's an evil alien in the toilet trying to attack you yeah. like there is a really scary way of to describe that in prose Because we kind of all, we've all been sick and we all have read about parasites and there's kind of an instinctive ew.
0: And there's tons of urban legends possibly true.
1: If you do it in a movie, it just looks silly (laughs)
0: like someone fighting a toy. Yes. Yeah.
1: And, you know, they say. CGI or whatever makes things better. And it really doesn't. It doesn't look any less silly.
0: If you're trying to make something con- concrete that is better served being just a little
2: vague.
1: Yeah. In that, someone's imagination. not Because when you imagine something you don't generally picture a complete image. Yeah. At least I don't.
2: No, you picture maybe, the scariest part.
1: I don't know. Maybe artists do. Or you the words evoke like a feeling of being like hunted
0: mm. yeah i so while esther was talking i looked at a picture of the langoliers on google and yeah it looks stupid yeah. like i re- actually i remember liking the story quite a bit as a kid i don't know why i thought it was called the tommy knockers which is a completely there, it's different a
1: different story. one i i Mixed up the two That's yeah. why I was Struggling for a while I, My brain was trying To accident, access it And all it was Coming up with Was Tommyknockers
0: Yeah uh, But no Langoliers was great uh, It was in a Novel collection I picked up From the library As a kid And The movie looks Incredibly bad
1: Well you know One of the best Things that translated To film Was it because I still
0: haven't Seen that
1: Because it's a clown yeah, and that's one way to get around the instinctive uh, or the the failings of CGI or the failings of how to picture monsters. Yeah, I
0: think it's more a creativity thing than the CGI.
1: Or I mean, it's just the way we take in information visually versus um. I'm not exactly. It's not really auditory when you read.
0: No, it's. Whatever imaginatively. Yes. <laughs> Which is a word.
1: And it's probably right. <laughs> is just having a an actual real object act in a way that no real object should work. So if it's a... Like the first shot of Stephen King, the first few... The first scene mm-hmm. of Stephen King's It... Is incredibly scary as a movie because it's just a clown
2: mm-hmm.
1: that it's not it that kills people, and it's not like a human clown. It's just something uncanny.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Have you seen it?
0: No, I've I read the book, but I
1: haven't okay. seen the movie. Well, it's a the first shot of the movie is a little girl in a tricycle, and she's playing in her yard, mm-hmm. and her parents have you know one of those laundry hanging trees. Okay. You know, it looks kind of like an umbrella, and there are sheets hung up all over it. Mm -hmm. And she looks over at the sheets, and she kind of looks at it more closely, and the sheet flaps out of the way, and there's a clown there. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And the the sheet flaps back, sheet flaps out of the way, and the clown does like a little gesture that makes her laugh.
0: Mm -hmm. Maybe I've seen an homage to this
1: somewhere. And goes back goes up again, and it's just staring at her.
2: Mm.
1: Like, creepy, someone on the bus staring. Yeah. And you can tell the kid... I don't know what they did to get the actress, you know, because she's four or five, to do it. But you can tell the kid is thinking something's wrong. Mm. And when you look at them, look at its expression, you can tell something's really wrong. And then again... And again, and then it opens its mouth, and it's got like jagged teeth, animal teeth.
0: That's pretty cool. Instead
1: of uh, human teeth, teeth. <laughs> and that's the end. And it leaves just enough to the imagination, and you know it's something supernatural, hmm. but it's in a human body, and you can tell with little de- that it's supernatural with with little details and with the way it acts. So it's back to that. Someone is behaving strangely. What do I do? hmm Feeling.
0: There's a... I think the last Stephen King stuff that I really, like, loved was when he did... Uh, what was it? Desperation? He did a Richard Bachman novel and a Stephen King novel mm-hmm. that had the same cast, but were set in different places were completely different stories. So they were kind of... Um, I'm never going to remember the names of these things. But they were almost scarier in relation to each other just because like you see a name and you're like oh this guy did X in this other novel is he going to turn out to be a scumbag or a villain or something like that and uh, I thought that was really really effective because it kind of like the two books enhance each other I guess is what I'm trying to say because one book will set up expectations in your head for this character and the other book can either confirm or upend them Mm -hmm. but it's not a sequel it's more of a like two universes kind of
1: Desperation is that I'm trying to think I thought it was like a
0: The Regulators and Desperation
1: yeah I I don't know talk about them
0: Uh, it's been forever Um, so Desperation I think was the one that I thought was the scariest where a family gets kidnapped by a cop Who's possessed or something like that It's sort of like the shine, the guy in The Shining mm-hmm. And, you know, he wants some to do blah 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 And then there's people still left in the city Who aren't uh, possessed And I think it ends with like a giant monster fight <laughs> <laughs> like, See, that's really why they always time.
1: end up Falling down
0: Yeah Yeah, here we go The survivors come to understand that Entragian Was possessed by an ancient evil A supernatural entity that calls itself Tack. Which I think is also from The Dark Tower And The Stand uh, Which had been imprisoned in an old Abandoned mine shaft until recent activity By a local mining company unearthed it So it basically turned into Just like a regular old uh, Horror novel at the end Like a monster Mm -hmm. movie or whatever But like the beginning stuff With the family in danger and they're slowly realizing Like wait this cop is not Who he says he is Yeah. And there's blood on his shirt and you know Get the kids back in the RV we've got to go and then they can't leave, like that's really effective, and then you see those same names in uh the regulators, which I think was about a neighborhood where like there's just this uh subdivision and they can't get out, there's monsters everywhere, and they kind of group up together, some of them go crazy, you know mm-hmm. it's one of those sort of stories. I thought it was really, really interesting uh, yeah, I don't but both of them are kind of about familiar things going very wrong yeah whether it's a family trip which should be you know boring and then mm-hmm. something just takes the worst possible turn it can or being at home and having your very house turn against you like really really good
1: one of the I'm not sure if there are any people that regularly big name authors that regularly do supernatural horror anymore Are there? Is
0: Anne Rice still around?
1: Anne Rice, I think, does, uh... kind of fictional retellings of biblical epics. Really? And her her books weren't really horror books. They were more... That's true. Um, they were really from the creature's point of view. I just
0: remember being completely grossed out as a kid. Uh... Like the Mayfair Witches stuff was this weird spin of incest and torture sex that was not cool at all.
1: But most of the like modern horror movies are deranged hill people and serial killers and It's
0: because they're all remakes of
1: seventies horror movies. <laughs> well also horror books. Yeah. Or or like creepy religious cults or something.
0: I just started reading uh, Zone One by Colson Whitehead. It's uh, basically zombie plague strikes and New York, or Manhattan rather, is designated Zone One. Mm
1: -hmm. And it's
0: about people, so far it's about people going through and clearing out the zombies who are still in the office building, behind locked doors, that kind of thing. And uh, restarting the uh, reconstruction process. And it's doing a really good job of doing that, giving me that empty city feeling mm-hmm. interspersed with flashbacks from the sky's life. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Colson Whitehead's a big name or not, but like I saw a decent amount of hype leading up to the book.:
1: mm. I suppose there's also Robo Apocalypse
0: what that doesn't sound very scary at all.
1: <laughs> it's kind of what it sounds like, yeah. but it's more nano bots. Or, or, yeah, I guess it's like there are small robots instead of like big terminators and huge. Okay. Um, like a monster truck is gonna crush you. It's more like. It's kind of like a virus only with computers, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, not necessarily nanobots, but.
0: This sounds pretty. Ouch, I'm gonna send this to my Kindle because it actually does sound pretty interesting yeah. despite the terrible title
1: it's a huge bestseller and it I think there's already they kind of already got a book movie deal or something yeah apparently
0: it comes out in 2013 uh, there was a summary but I clicked away from it but the summary is something that I always find interesting in horror movies uh mm-hmm. In the near future, at a moment no one will notice, all the dazzling, dazzling technology that runs our world will unite, unite and turn against us. Taking on the persona of a shy human boy, a childlike but massively powerful artificial intelligence known as Argo's comes online and assumes control. The like the scary kids thing in horror movies, yeah, uh, always interests me. Like it's not always su- successful. Uh, it was probably at, at its best in The Shining, I would say, with the two little girls.
1: Yeah. But I think that's also, again, the uncanny. Yeah. That's kids acting not the way kids should act.
0: And it's a... Oh, actually, The Exorcist. I forgot about that. That was another one.
1: Yeah, that's another one.
0: I wonder if that's even... Like, if it goes deeper than just being, like, what you know but wrong. Because it's also, like, you're supposed to protect children. Yeah. If it's more like a... Well, when it's
1: when it's all out, like, uh, what is it? Not The Omen... The one with Damien, is that the omen? Yeah, it's the omen. Where it's got gets to the point where you actually have to destroy your child. Yeah. Or someone's child. Which is the ultimate I mean, rightly, the ultimate horror in this this society. Like mm-hmm. there is no excuse for that kind of thing. Um You know the old movie it's called The Bad Seed?
0: No, but I do know The Good Son with Macaulay Culkin. The Good Son. Which is fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) But but continue, we can compare notes.
1: Well, The Bad Seed is about, a. I would say the actress is probably around 14, but it's about maybe a 10, 12-year-old kid. Mm -hmm. Um, A woman, it was like in the 60s or something. 1956? 56, there you go. Wow. Basically, it centers around mostly this mother who, who her mother was insane
2: mm-hmm.
1: and was put away and I think maybe executed as a murderer. And she changed her name, got away from all of that, um, married a man, had a happy life, gave birth to a daughter, and at about... 10 years, 10 or 12 years old, people start dying. Mm -hmm. And they're all people that the daughter doesn't like or they want something of theirs. Like a kid is drowned in her school and he got like a good citizenship or a good classroom attendance pin and she wanted the pin. Mm -hmm. And at first this woman hears about and she's like oh that's a tragedy that the little boy drowned oh you mean my kid was seen near him Mm -hmm. well she must be really traumatized and then gradually she begins to realize that the kid is killing a lot of people Mm -hmm. and and it's like what do you do when you love this kid and you can't I mean can you turn her in? What what options do you have? Mm-hmm. Like, what if, for example, you can't prove that your kid killed someone, but you know they did?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it, it takes it through that. And I think they resolved it with this dumb, deus ex, ex machina, like... She takes the pin, mother takes the pin, like throws it into the lake where the little boy drowned to cover for the girl. And the girl goes out and tries to fish it up and is literally struck by lightning.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Apparently, uh, the novel and the play the movie was based on had the mother dying and the evil child surviving. But the Hayes code was like, nah, everyone's <laughs> gonna die.
1: <laughs> and the movie, the actual movie ended with. Like, just before the credits, or they had, like, the final title card, and then just before the credits, the actress, the actual actress who played the mother, was like, Now, I just want you to know that all of this was fictional, and it's okay. (laughs) And then she says, But you, when she turns to the actress who plays the little girl, you need a spanking. And then, like, spanks her in a kind of a phony um, movie way.
0: That completely ruined any tension in that movie Yeah <laughs> <laughs> So have you seen The Good Son?
1: Yeah, I actually have, yeah
0: it's, I'm pretty sure it's basically the, the exact same movie <laughs> Only with Macaulay Culkin and like his cousin or something
1: Elijah Wood
0: Was that Elijah Wood?
1: That was Elijah Wood <laughs> He looks scarily like the kid
0: Oh man
1: the, He still looks like that I know you told me about how
0: Oh my Culkin's face. <laughs> <laughs> and David. Yeah, he Morse looks is like a serial. Dad. Dad. Wow. No, good.
1: try to find some movie stills of Elijah Wood from that because it is just uncanny. There I think he has sold his soul or something. <laughs> Play Frodo.
0: Forever. But yeah, like when I was a kid, the good son uh was really scary.
1: See? See?
0: Wow, he does. That is ridiculous.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was the same sort of thing where it's like you know, what if your kid is evil? Yeah, and then what if you have to choose? Yeah. And Macaulay Culkin has never acted that well ever, except in this movie. At the end, <laughs> when uh, him and Elijah Wood are hanging off the cliff, and he's like, you know, Mom, I'm sorry, Mom, I love you. You know, don't don't drop me. And she lets him go. <laughs> like man that was insane
1: <laughs> of course
0: I was when did this come out like 1992?
1: You would have been a kid
0: I was too young to have taste but in 1993 I was 10 years old but I thought it was great and it's one of those movies Movies that stuck in my head as kind of like a example of a really good horror movie
1: I just remember all the previews where Elijah Wood fell off like a jungle gym or something or slipped yeah. off a jungle gym and Macaulay Culkin's holding him by the hand is like, if you had dropped you now, do you think you could fly? Yeah. <laughs> and looking at that as a kid and having played on Jungle Gyms, I'm like, he'd be fine. I'd jump off the top all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Stop acting like a badass. <laughs> um,
0: so how do you feel about uh, bursts of horror in shows that otherwise aren't?
1: Like, give me an example.
0: Uh, I don't want to ruin the TV show, but there was a uh, very good crime show where at maybe it's been a very tense episode in general and at the end uh, things start stacking up going wrong and wrong a guy realizes that like his life savings is gone he's got to you know, move his family out of the country they're all going to die his boss knows he betrayed him he has no friends and uh, the way it played out on the show was that you see him like there's just no music like he busts into his house he's looking for his cash he can't find it his wife comes in and like she's actually the one who screwed up the money and she's like what are you doing what are you looking for and he just s- kind of starts laughing and he's in this crawl space under the house and so the camera's looking down into the crawl space and do you know the hitchcock zoom where it zooms out but also in mm-hmm. it's doing that really slowly as like, basically noise for music comes in and he's just laughing and laughing and do you know what sleep paralysis feels like have you no, ever had I that? haven't
1: ever had that. Oh, man. And it's, I'm so glad because, it oh, sucks. my
0: God. It's the worst thing in the world. But that's what the end of this episode felt like. Just because of everything. Like, you realize all this tension you were expecting to be released at the end, as it generally goes, mm-hmm. was just tripled. Because of everything that's going on. So you're just sitting there, like, mouth half open, dumb look on your face. Like, I need this to turn off so, I, so my goosebumps will go away. <laughs> and it's... I wouldn't say it's probably the scariest thing on the show thus far. There have been, like, shocks but this was, like, legitimately like, using horror movie tactics and plotting to get this to get the seriousness of the situation across. Mm-hmm. And it was welcome then. Like, that. <laughs> was, it was such a huge surprise that it was just good storytelling. So have you ever run into anything like that where something you thought was going to be one type of movie just takes a either a long turn or a brief turn into... Horror town
1: well there was that one episode of Louie, the Halloween one. Oh yeah like right after they have a funny thing with like the kids and she dresses as Frederick Douglass because yeah. he didn't say no <laughs> and um uh, his little daughter and then they're just walking back home and these guys start following them and yeah. getting close and clearly just want to like want to scare them but you're not really sure how far they're going to go to scare them yeah like, that was a really scary moment, and then his five-year-old yeah, dressed as a fairy off. <laughs> is just like, "Stop that! We're trying to have a nice time. <laughs> Stop being scary. People just want to be happy on Halloween." Yeah. And then he like picks up a bike frame and throws it through a window, so the alarm starts going off, and they run away. Yeah, but yeah, that's kind of that was scary.
0: And especially like again, also made me really mad though,
1: because I felt exactly like the daughter did. Like (laughs) people just want to be have fun, people. Why do you have to be such a jerk about it?
0: The daughter is basically the best actress on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Like everything she does is so funny. (laughs) But yeah, there's uh, what was it? The boys took kind of a horror turn recently, which I'm still reading because a masochist apparently
1: oh don't make excuses you read it it's done yeah Go exactly
0: on. uh but it's isn't the, it in
1: this last year or something
0: like a year and a half something like that i think it's on the story arc before the last story arc
1: that's what i always hear Go yeah on.
0: it's it needs a mercy killing but <laughs> oh. <laughs> they're doing the origin story for uh butcher it's
1: a- oh yeah i picked up one issue of that because it was happy
0: yeah, no, it, it's, it was totally great, because you're like, oh my goodness, he's actually a nice guy. Yeah. Like, his wife loves him. And then the latest issue ends with the story of how his wife died, which was the super baby. Uh-huh. And, uh, it's like, Butcher, he wakes up, uh, you see his face, and he's like, you know, what, what's that noise? And he looks over, and there's like, this fetus flying with glowing eyes, and umbilical cord's still attached. And then it attacks him, so he has to fight and kill it. And pretty scary (laughs) and the I think most effective thing that they did was they kept well
1: also with evil kid
0: yeah I mean it's kind of cheating because Mm. you know uh, who wouldn't be afraid of an angry baby superman (laughs) but they kept his wife uh, off panel to the point where like he didn't even think about her at first he was like oh my goodness we're in danger I I, I have to get rid of this and then he's like hey are are you all right?" and he looks over and he sees her body and just the issue ends Mm Mhm. Uh, I, that was r- probably the best writing the boys has seen in like two years like the the transition from happiness to the sudden shock of horror mm-hmm. made the horror even worse but like it seems like sort of a rare thing to do is to suddenly make something scary just because mm-hmm. you can like it's a make or break moment you know Yeah like if you're reading Justice League and suddenly someone's arm gets ripped off like either you're going to keep reading because you're really interested or you're going to stop because it's gone stupid (laughs)
1: you know know which way I go
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) sometimes you keep reading because it's stupid I don't know